This is Live Well Talk on COVID-19. I'm Dr. Dustin Arnold, Chief Medical Officer at Unity Point Health St. Luke's. Uh, today, I'm going to provide a COVID update and also uh, have a mailbag segment uh, dedicated to COVID-19 and other questions about the pandemic. Boy, things have changed since the last time I gave an update. Um, the numbers have declined, thankfully. Uh, the This morning we had one, that's one, uh, not 100 uh, COVID patients in the hospital. And actually that patient was up on rehab, so it was just outstanding. I mean, we, we needed that. We're still busy with that, you know, I've talked before about that tsunami of medical conditions that weren't attended to during the uh, six months uh, of the shutdown, roughly. Um, I think the British National Health Service has compiled a good model to 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 measure how much that the lockdowns affected those chronic medical conditions. Um, I don't know if we have. I haven't seen that, but uh, but it but it definitely did have an effect. The patients in the hospital that are vaccinated versus unvaccinated. It's about a 50-50 spread now. It did go up to 70% vaccinated. Now it's back down to 50. And I think what that reflects is not the vaccine is more makes you more susceptible. What the, it does is the vaccine and wears off and it still prevents death upon hospitalization. We can measure that, but it doesn't prevent you from getting it. And you even may be, may, may be a little bit more susceptible because you haven't had uh, the some people had Delta and Omicron and developed natural immunity. Uh, speaking of natural immunity, I think the the um, jury's coming in, if you will. Uh, to to state that that is uh, effective uh, study I read uh, uh, I was on spring break last week and I was getting caught up on reading um, showed that natural infection followed by the vaccine or vaccine followed by natural infection both had an added effect in uh, getting neutralizing antibodies so that's 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 good news uh, and uh, I'm gonna um, continue to follow that. Link County uh, switched to low uh, community level today when I checked it this morning, the CDC. Now, that is the new measurements and the new measurements, I think, provide a more accurate. Assessment of what the COVID level is in your community. It's hospitalizations, intensive care unit, uh, resource utilization, rather than just simply positive tests that they equate to cases. So um, I like the new criteria. Uh, better than I did uh, do the old criteria. It'd be interesting, I haven't done this, but it'd be interesting to take the new criteria and go back to when we had a peak, either Delta, Omicron, and then see would it have provided the same recommendations of high risk transmission. And, and um, it, so that'll be interesting. Maybe that's a little homework assignment for me. Speaking of transmission, the rate of transmission is 0 0.8. Um, and the rate of transmission is anything below one means it's decreasing. So below one is good. Uh, the higher the number is uh, not good. And so that's that's great. We're still busy, like I said, with the, the medical surgical cases. Um, but I also want to note that the um, blood supply, particularly B positive, uh, is low. So if you are someone that donates blood on a regular basis or considering donating blood, please do. And I know a lot of listeners are, and we've talked about that before. Another uh, exciting observation that indicates that maybe we're coming out of the winter uh, uh, respiratory season, and that is that influenza 
cases, uh, all influenza cases A, was 116 the past week, and the week before it was 232. It, you never want to say never, but it never goes up, comes down, and goes back up again. It either goes up, and then it gradually comes down. Uh, usual peaks, probably around five 600, I guess. I'd have to go back and look at previous data. Uh, so 116 is, uh, is very optimistic that we're ending the respiratory season. The wastewater index has been low for like uh, four straight weeks, so that's really good. And we'll get into the mailbag about whether or not we'll see a surge in the coming weeks. Um, with that being said, we'll conclude the end of the COVID update, but stick around. We'll be right back with a COVID-19 mailbag. Welcome back to The Mailbag. The Mailbag is a segment on the podcast where I periodically answer questions from the outstanding listeners that we have. Uh, this Mailbag segment will be uh, regarding uh, COVID-19 questions. First question is from Jennifer. Are you seeing any new cases of the new Deltacron hybrid variant? Is this something to be concerned about? Uh, I presume that we're seeing cases. Now, what Jennifer is talking about is the BA.2 rather than BA.1, which is Omicron. It is a subvariant. Um, it has some unique spike proteins on the virus and is missing some of the spike proteins that were on the Omicron. Um, in our region, if you look at the CDC, our region, which is Iowa, is about 19 to 20 percent of new cases. We do not specifically test for that. The state hygienic lab will randomly run samples to tell us what the percentage is. Um, and that's probably where that 20 percent comes from uh, that the CDC is reporting. But um, because the treatment's the same. And so we're probably seeing it, but I don't think you can clinically say that person's Omicron, that person's BA.2, because uh, the presentations are the same. Um, the uh, vaccine and boosters do appear to be effective against BA.2. Uh, the, uh, what, what did she get? Deltacron. Uh, but uh, the monoclonal antibody strotrivimab, uh, which is always in a tenuous supply, uh, may be less effective, and we're kind of waiting for the, if you remember back uh, with other uh, variants or other uh, monoclonal antibodies when, was it Delta that came on? Yeah, Delta came on. We pulled some of the monoclonal antibodies back because they weren't effective. So we'll that we'll continue to watch that. Um, the Ibusheld, uh the pre-exposure monoclonal antibody that give to patients that are high risk for immunocompromisation or if they have a contraindication receiving the vaccine, and high risk for immunocompromisation uh, is uh, active treatment for malignancy, organ transplant, and if you're on chronic immune suppressant drugs. So you could just have psoriasis and you take one of the uh, newer drugs for that. Uh, that is altering your immune system. So therefore, you are at higher risk for that. And you should consider getting the Uvushelt if you should uh, have uh, any concerns. That was a great question from uh, Jennifer. The next question is from Chuck. With cases dropping significantly, is a fourth vaccine dose with Pfizer, Moderna, uh, or seeking approval really necessary? That kind of depends. I think um, this is my recommendation. This is just my recommendation that if you are in a high risk category, like we just mentioned, active treatment for cancer, organ transplant, or you take immunosuppressing drugs, uh, drugs that suppress your immune system, then I think fourth, a booster dose may be effective. Now, I did read a study uh, out of Israel 
uh, it was, I, I want to say it's weak. One is because people weren't selected, they volunteered for it. And that, so that questions it. I don't think it's been reproduced yet, but it showed that the there was a benefit of receiving a booster dose for Pfizer four months after you received the first booster. Um, so that is going to be, I think, April 6th. Um, the uh, FDA advisory committee, they'll make a recommendation and then the advisory committee on immunization practices will make a recommendation to the CDC and the FDA and they'll come to a consensus. Uh, but if you're healthy, doing well, low risk, you don't have a lot of contact with the public, a, a booster probably isn't indicated at this time. Uh, if you're in a high risk profession, healthcare, you know, a booster probably is because it will provide some benefit. Our last question on the mailbag is from Jill. Are you worried about another surge post spring break or do you think we've reached the point where COVID-19 will be a yearly seasonal thing? You know, in my job as a chief medical officer, uh, you learn to say, learn to say, I don't know and say it often. And I don't know. Um, the wastewater report shows four straight weeks of very, very low detection of uh, COVID-19. I think if the, these reports come out on Monday, I think if the Monday report next week and the Monday after that continue to be low, I think we can pretty much say that a Delta surge, uh, I mean, a post spring break surge is not going to happen. Uh, so I will be sure to bring that back to another COVID-19 update. The seasonal thing, I I don't think it's going to be seasonal. I'm going out on a limb here, but I think the indications this is a coronavirus, much like SARS-1, very identical to SARS-1, quite honestly. And I think this will just uh, fade away, quite honestly. I do not think it's going to be seasonal. Um, now, also in 1992, I was famous for saying that the internet was a fad and I didn't think it would last. So take my uh, my assessment for what it's worth there. And that's the mailbag today. If you'd like to submit a question in the mailbag, go to unipoint.org backslash mailbag, and that's common spelling mailbag, M-A-I-L-B-A-G. We'll answer the latest technologies and new things that are going on here at St. Luke's, or if you just have a generalized health question, happy to discuss uh, or potentially tee up a, a, a question that maybe we can set up a future podcast. Uh, we are, do have one coming up, Venus Insufficiency, that was inspired by a listener, uh, listener named, uh, I believe it was Kate, and we're happy that she did that. And I, look, I, I hope you get an opportunity to watch that podcast. Any questions about personal symptoms or personal medical conditions uh, should be addressed with your primary care clinician. Uh, and if it's an emergency, as always, uh, go to the nearest emergency room. If no emergency room is available, then 911. Once again, you can submit your questions to me at unipoint.org uh, backslash mailbag, common spelling and mailbag, M-A-I-L-B-A-G. I look forward to hearing from you, our amazing listeners. Thank you for listening to the COVID-19 update. For the latest COVID-19 vaccine information and more, visit unipoint.org. Thank you for listening to Live Well Talk On. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your family, friends, neighbors, strangers about our podcast. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcast. Until next time, be well.